At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Mixing Music Podcast. I am your host, DK, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Lady Kittaloo. You know, I'm not going to lie, with this new haircut, I'm pretty handsome. This. <laughs> <laughs> Anna's not going to love this that's, one, that's, but I could say I'm an Anna killer. Yeah, there you go. Anna killer, Lu- that sounds like bad. That I sounds know, that murderous. sounds, yeah. That's but, <laughs> um... The lovingly lovely Lou. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Just I don't, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Keep digging. Just keep digging. <laughs> just keep. Uh, and anyway, today we have a very special guest on the podcast. Um, our new and lovely friend, uh, Mark Abrams. Did I Hello. say that right? You did. Yeah. Okay, phew. I should have confirmed the proper pronunciation, but luckily no, you that was easy it. enough. I got yeah. it. Nailed it. Mark you did is better amazing. than they did on title on a lot of my credits, so good job. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> we could go on about that. Right. I had three mistakes on one song. I got credited three times. Each time was different, and I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> on a single song. On a single song. spellings. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. But uh, Mark is absolutely amazing. We're very blessed to have him on the show. Uh, Mark is the content manager for puremix.net. If you're familiar with puremix, they're an awesome website specifically about engineering, producing. They interview a bunch of awesome high-level Grammy-winning, award-winning engineers and producers. Mark has is a co-founder of a social media automation platform called Echo Punch, which we may talk about later during the episode. Has worked has is 20 years plus in the industry from not in any of the big music hubs. So you're in Cincinnati, Ohio. Columbus, and, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah are close by and has been in the industry for tw- over 20 years. Um, has worked with big names. Most recently, uh, you had a role in Jack Harlow's new album that just came out, where you tracked remotely. Where we're gonna, we might even talk about that on the show. I'd love yeah. to hear more and about that. And has worked with names yeah. with people like uh, Angel Lopez, um, Spencer Sutherland, Buggy, and more, and companies like FX, Universal, McDonald's, Sony, Nintendo, Toyota. Uh, can I just? I'm allowed to say this. As a third party, Mark, you're a big deal, and we're grateful that yeah. you put your you're willing to take some time to be on the podcast with us and share some of your uh, extremely deep knowledge, and you know share that knowledge with us. So, how have you been? How are you doing? I'm good, uh, man. You know how to make a guy feel special. Thank you. <laughs> I'm honored you to be the here. Day I met him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I'm very honored to be here. I've uh, been enjoying your podcast for a while now, so yeah, this is great. Thank you for having this is, me. This is awesome. Uh, I'm glad that you've listened to the podcast before, and I'm glad that I'm not just speaking into the void, which I would be very content with that. Right, if- <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how it is at first, right? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Um, but thank you so much. We are live right now on Twitch as well. We live stream every podcast recording on Twitch. You could go to twitch.tv backslash DK Mixes. That is D-E-E-K-E-I Mixes. Um, or go to mixingmusicpodcast.com. Click on Watch Us Live right there, and then you can follow us. Uh, Lou also mixes or does mastering mixing, doing some mix feedback, whatever you do, on Monday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's actually just me in a hot tub in a bikini playing with, like, colorful, like, pinballs. <laughs> oh, Lights, you're in for some exclusive. Yeah. While I mix a song. Exclusive, that. not safe for work <laughs> content with Lou. <laughs> Only fans backslash Lou. <laughs> actually um you do have an only fans i do have an only fans account yes and not bi- not as a viewer as a content creator and, and the bio is like i knew you'd look you creepy person or something no, like that. Uh, it's uh i knew you'd look pervert <laughs> That's awesome. but anyways, not everything on only fans is bad but uh, you know but, uh, right. uh, we're, we're, yeah. we're excited to talk a lot with mark um, about with you, Mark, about many different topics that we want to dive into. Um, and we're trying to figure this stuff out. Let's start with something technical because all the viewers love all the technical information. Yeah. Um, but let's first start off with, you said you had a lot of passion about workflow and specifically with automation within the DAW and outside the DAW. Can we just start off there? Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're going to have to cut me off because I can go on forever about this. Um, uh, So automation inside and outside of the DAW. Uh, So little backstory, I, um, uh, similar time as you, I believe in 2019, I became a dad uh, for the first time. So almost three years old now. And uh, it's the most amazing thing ever. Um, And it, it's a little bit of a butt, but it's not a bad butt. So the hardest thing about becoming a new dad when you're working like 14 hours a day, it's figuring out, I, uh, I have to find time for this so I can not be a bad dad, right? And um, that, was, that was my life before we had my son. Was It was studio sessions uh, well into the night. I was working on Pyramix from the morning until about 3 p.m. And then it was studio sessions until I crashed. Um, And that wasn't, you know, six, seven days a week that that's not sustainable when you have a kid. So, uh, when we were, you know, 
found out that we were going to have Vince, my son, um, it just sent me down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out how am I going to, how am I going to make this work? And it's, it wasn't even like, it's not a question of how am I going to make this work? It's, I need to make this work and let's figure it out now or whatever, you know, cause it was exciting and not, not like in a bad way at all. I was super pumped about it and it's been amazing, but it, something had to change. So around that time I, uh, I met, I believe a friend of your show, uh, Chris Graham, um, who's mm. also in Columbus, Ohio. He has the six figure home studio podcast with Brian hood and Chris, um, Chris took me out to lunch one day after an event that I didn't hear in Columbus. And I really didn't know much about him. Uh, we hadn't met before and I checked out his podcast. Like I went to lunch with him and I was like, wow, this guy is amazing. Super nice first and foremost. And then also, man, does he know his business shit? Uh, so after that, I checked out his podcast and one of the things that they talk about a lot in there is, uh, systems and, um, specifically they were talking in early episodes, a lot about a thing called Zapier. So mm -hmm. Zapier for anybody who doesn't know, you have to stop me if I'm getting long in the tooth here. Uh, but Zapier basically connects, uh, a bunch of different web applications. So you could have something happen, um, with automation, you have two things, you have a trigger and you have an action. So something starts a chain of reactions, right? So Zapier, you could say every time that I get an email from this email address, I want you to put an event on my calendar, post it on Facebook, send a Twitter off to my mom and create a Google drive folder. Or whatever, and send a file request to D to upload his mix, the DK to upload his mix. So um, I started like looking into that, and it became the answer for all of my time problems, specifically related at first to Pure Mix. And uh, I'll try and quick story. Uh, Nam of 2020, I had to put together a show for Andrew Sheps that we were going to shoot entirely at Nam, and. This, uh, for anybody who's interested, is called Between Two Shures. It's uh, on our YouTube yeah. channel. Andrew just like going to town on other engineers. It's it's a playoff of Zach Galifianakis, uh, Between Two Ferns. It's like the troll show. It's, yeah, it's just amazing. trolling. Yeah. 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 I've seen the one with Greg Wells. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, we were dying when we were shooting those. But basically, uh, what happened with that as it's related to automation was a week before NAM, um, Fab had the idea to do this. And he's like, I want all the mentors on Pure Mix to do one if they're at NAM. So, and he was also like, Mark, make it happen. So I'm like, I have seven days to organize um, 20 interview slots over a day and a half. And it has to fit around Andrew's schedule with all of his appearances on the show floor. So that the normal way would be like, all right, let me start chain emails and all that stuff and get everybody to respond that's interested, blah, blah, blah. That was going to be a whole lot of email. Plus I was traveling to NAM, and I had to set up all the other stuff that we were doing for NAM. So I thought about Chris's podcast. I looked into Zapier. I created what's called the Calendly, which is like a calendar that you can select available times and all that. So I found out Andrew's availability, put that into Calendly. I sent an email to everybody and said, if you're interested in this, uh, click on this form. Brought him to a form. It asked him a bunch of questions about themselves that Andrew could use during the show. Sent them off to the Calendly so they could select a time, email confirmation and the responses from that form over to Andrew. So within three hours, I built out this system, sent it off to everybody. And then everybody just started booking times and I didn't have one conversation. And then the show came and we started doing 
um, the interviews and it was sending out reminders the the morning of the interview, reminding them, hey, you have an appearance with Andrew Sheps at blah, blah, blah time. And 20 interviews happened from three hours of work and zero conversations with 20 different people that I had to coordinate. So I was like, aha, we're on to something. <laughs> so that was, that was step one. Uh, and then the pandemic hit. And I went into my hole and learned all about automation because that thing saved my life in that moment. It was just like an insane feat that, that it proved the power of it, basically. So, uh, yeah, I have about a thousand more examples like that, but that was the one that set it all off. That's actually really cool. And funny enough, we, me and DK actually met at that NAM. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's crazy. We were at the Antares booth. <laughs> are you, so hold on. Before we move on, are you going to the next one? Are you going to the one in, next month? I don't think I am. If I am, it's going to be another last minute thing and I'll find out I have to organize 20 interviews <laughs> in a couple days. At which point, you know, Zapier for the win. Let, yeah. let us know if yeah. you do go. Yeah, oh, by, by the time this episode releases, though, we would have already gone, probably. So. Right. Yeah, yeah. It already <laughs> so for those of you living yeah. in the future... Yeah, it was so. I was at the Antares booth. It was so. It was so. Yeah, yeah. crazy. I didn't think I was going to go, and then we saw each other. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you were wearing a really cool shirt. It said DK and Lou mixing music podcast. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I have that shirt over here. It was really awesome. Like we didn't even make it. (laughs) That was that was just very much like what is that called? Lip service or customers? No, no. What's the word? Where. It's fan service. There we go. That fan was just service. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How awesome would it be if I like reached down and pulled up that shirt right now? Oh, <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> that would be so just, cool. Like he's so far prepared for this. Xavier right. really saved the day for him. So, so this is this is so fun. We talk a lot about systems, and we've talked about that on multiple episodes of the show, and how people have done it specifically different ways. So like, pro- like. But especially from the idea, the concept, the perspective of becoming a new dad. Hmm. Yo, that is. Not it's not scary. It's more like it's a little bit scary, but it's more like you're just motivated to not do anything. Like before, I feel like I was okay doing everything manually, and if it took eighty hours, it was cool. But now that I have kids, it's just like no, 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 no. I've been lazy this entire time. I no longer can be lazy. I got to put my butt into gear. And it's funny. Everybody that I've ever talked to on the show and outside the show. That whether they were in music business or a, a different sec- sector, but they'd always say when they had kids, they made more money in less time because of that. It's like, yeah, th- you're like, you want to, you're like, okay, I know how to do all this stuff where I've been looking, I've looked into all this stuff. Now I'm going to get my butt into gear and do yeah. it because yeah. now I have a reason to. So that's it's amazing. amazing. Yeah. It's, so, it, that is so true. Yeah. And uh, for you, I mean, with what's like the funniest or not the funniest, the most non, the most non-expected, or what's your like weirdest Zapier oh. chain? Oh, um, these get fun. Okay, this is a good one. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. So there was a record uh, by an amazing band here in Columbus. Like I've I've known about them for a long time, and uh, they had done like some events at the studio, um, but we had never done a record together. And they reached out because they wanted me to mix the record but they don't have a lot of means. So they reached out and they're like, you know, can you give us a quote? I gave him a quote and the guy like laughed and he was like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, I I can't. He's like, we don't have to talk anymore. It's okay. And I was like, well, hold on a minute. Like, I love what you guys are doing. Let's talk for a second about it. Tell me about it. You know? So like they told me it was like a 10 song record. They had $800. So I was like 80 bucks a song. I don't think I can do it. And I was like, let me get back to you. So I like thought about it for a little bit. And there were like some pretty powerful messages in the songs. 
Like I wanted to be, I wanted to help get this project into the world. So I thought about it and this is like, this is totally a gamble. I'm not a stock person. I can't give financial advice, any of that stuff. But uh, my wife was really excited about Tesla at the time and the stock price was stupid low. So I thought like, well, what if I do this thing and then we just put the money on there? Maybe it'll work out and I'll end up getting my rate or whatever. So this is so dumb. This is this is really dumb. This fits your your criteria for dumb zaps. But um, I took the record and I did it because I felt like it was important. Uh, and I made a Zapier that would go and check the price of um, the stock every day and then send me a text telling me how much that record was now worth or whatever. And not recently as of the last couple of days, because things have been bad, but the record actually like, or that, that whole thing, that zap eventually told me that I made my regular rate on the thing or whatever from how well Tesla did. Did you catch so out the day one. you did? did I should have. I absolutely should have. No, but I'm, I'm back down below my regular rate now, <laughs> but the messages were important. So it was all good. I was fine. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like I've been looking at the recent dip and I'm like, yeah, hold your money. Like you want to buy the dip, but I don't Bull. know if this is the right yeah. dip to buy. Have you guys seen Bull. the BTFD video? Oh uh, no, I haven't. Uh, all right. Why, man? Not the right time for a YouTube rabbit hole, but I'm tempted to pull it up. <laughs> I'll send it to you guys after. Everybody, go look up BTFD after the show on YouTube. BTFD. I've been looking this up too. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy so. and amazing. I mean. Yeah. Actually, that's a good idea. So actually, I want to dive into, I think this is a good topic as well. Um, I want to dive into what you said, which is, I think it's something that's overlooked. Oftentimes I do feel like engineers, producers will give rare, albeit rare discounts for projects that they either really believe in or they really enjoy, or they're really committed to the person, something like that. What are kind of some of your reasons why you would discount any of your services mm. that would deem it something as this is good for the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, specifically, I mean, message is a huge part of it, right? Like um, that one was coming around the time of BLM and um, it was, there were just a lot of important concepts on the record and felt like the support, like it just needed support to get out in the world. And I wanted to, I also love the band. Um, yeah. I mean, Message is a big one, but that that also precedes, um, or sorry, relationship precedes message for me. So it's like anybody could, you know, get in touch with you and be like, hey, I have this, you know, record that I want to make about this important issue. Um, and that's awesome. But if you don't know that person or their credibility or uh, you don't have like a personal relationship with them, maybe the answer is a little different or whatever. Um, I don't know. It just depends if you know that that person means what they're saying. Uh, but relationship is probably the biggest one for me. And I, I love helping people. That's like, a, if I have the means to help people, I, I, whether that's education or whatever, um, or something like mixing a record for a discounted price, I, I genuinely enjoy if I can be of service to somebody, which is, you know, obviously what we do, but I think there's something that's, this is like a topic that's very personal to me that I've brought up multiple times, kind of give, you know, kind of get some advice even on this. But I feel like in order to be willing to do something like that, 
you have to also maintain your passion for the craft, like your passion about mixing. Yeah. So then something like that comes along when you're like, okay, I'm willing to discount because at the end of the day, I like doing what I do. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So for you, have you ever had any issues during your career about staying passionate about the craft? And um, if so, or if not, like, how do you maintain your level of passion for the craft? I have a yes and a no answer to that. Um, so there's never been a point in my career where I questioned if this is what I wanted to do. Um, that's never even crossed my mind. But there are days that it's I have to force myself into the chair. And that's usually from external situations. Or I have something on my desk that I'm not passionate about, you know, um, which like, you know, there's many, many interviews out there of people who say like, just don't do those gigs or whatever. And like, that's usually why, you know, it's like if, if you are feeling like you're forced to sit in front of, um, like I have a beautiful setup here. If it's work for me to sit down in front of the setup and enjoy what I'm doing, something is wrong, you know, cause it's like everything I ever dreamed of. So how could I be? feeling this way right now. And that's what comes through my head anytime that I do have those humps. It's just like, dude, you know, 10 year, year old or yeah, 10 year ago, you would be smacking you across the face. Will Smith style right now. Like, you know, <laughs> so, like totally. so how do you stay um, grateful? What's, do you have any exercises or practices or anything like that to, to remind yourself that to be grateful? Um, man, a lot of it is just like, just thinking about, uh, how I couldn't have imagined where I am at in my career um, at any point in the past, you know, uh, that like having appreciation for that and staying, um, I don't know if staying humble is the right word, but just knowing that it's special, like it's what we get to do is, I mean, it's a privilege. Like we make music all day. How crazy is that? Right. Like it's freaking crazy. We get paid to make music. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I think that that's like just just yeah. reminding myself of that. And then another one, which is like maybe this isn't the most positive thing, but there's a GIF um, that I love that I like I keep like on my computer in a rememberable place is uh, there's a GIF of uh, it's zooming out of Earth, like from like a town and then it keeps going out and it's like there's like a larger part of the state and then the state and then it goes out and there's a the country, then there's the globe and then it keeps going and it's like there's the Milky Way and then it keeps going. It's like galaxy, 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 galaxy. That's usually like how I minimize my problems to myself. You know, <laughs> I'll be like, in the grand scheme of things, it's okay that, uh, you know, whatever happened this morning or whatever. So that's absolutely you know, yeah. diminishing, but... <laughs> Yeah. So going back to, um, I want to go back to automation. And I know that as um, working at Pyramix, you've had the chance to work with many, many big engineers. Um, and I assume take a lot of uh, different techniques, uh, practical techniques into your own skill set as well. What are some of your favorite things that you've seen people do and that you, or that you incorporate yourself or that you've learned about automation in the DAW? Like how, yeah. how the listeners can things that the listeners can take away from. Yeah. Um, okay. So number one is, uh, yeah. Like when we, when we talk about systems, it's all the things that we do to help make our, our job faster. And, uh, the phrase that I love, um, which is not unique to me, but like moving at the speed of creativity, right? Like how do we remove every barrier that keeps our brain from slowing down ever because our brain is it's faster than any control surface i can get it's faster than any console 
doesn't matter. Like it is faster, right? All of this stuff is in our way. So figuring out like what the, what the barriers are and trying to remove those as much as possible is, is extremely important for one. Um, another one, uh, this, this is probably off tap topic, but, um, moving with intention is surprisingly a large part of creating systems and automated systems, you know, um, the same as it is with our music where like if, uh, Vance Powell is my favorite example of this and we could, we could talk more about that if you want to, but when that guy mics up a drum kit, that drum kit sounds like that drum kit. It's not like any sort of default drum kit setup or like a regular thing that you would imagine. It is like the Vance Powell sounding drum kit or whatever. And that when he retracts it that way and it goes down to tape that way, when he goes to mix, it's a flash because it's already mostly there, right? It's just, you know, going to have to be adjusted around the other things that came later in the production. But um, that is a system to me like getting it right on the way in and moving with intention and taking, you know, even just a minute to stop and say like, what is it that I want to come out of the speakers before I touch any knobs or plugins or whatever, what's up here, what's in the head. And then moving from there, that makes everything faster down the line and it helps everybody move easier too. Um, sorry, like feel like it's a little off topic, but uh, to go into like DAW systems, are you guys hit the sound flow? Uh, so I've been looking into it, uh, mainly because I do have like the little stream deck and everything. Yeah. And uh, the people that I've talked to about it have been swearing by it for Dude. for like production workflows and mixing. Uh, I mainly only mix and master nowadays, mostly master. Yeah. But uh, I'm kind of curious as to what it can offer. The okay. only thing is like it's scary to try something out with a paywall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a so trial. If there's a trial. I'm down to try it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to preface this because I'm about to fanboy out on SoundFlow okay. or whatever. I do not work for them, <laughs> but I've done. Uh, we've done a bunch of podcasts about it on Andrew's show, and I'm, I'm definitely a big advocate. Uh, are you? What, to are, what are some of your favorite? I know what it is. Um, I've done it in the past. I have a couple macros yeah. on my custom keyboard. I, I make yes. keyboards, so I have a couple macros here, but I don't have. Um, I don't have SoundFlow. I've looked into it a lot. What are some of your favorite automations with SoundFlow? Or okay, actually, gonna... first, 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 talk about what SoundFlow is. Okay. And then let's talk about like what are your favorite? What is it? Macros or, or yeah, automations? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I don't want to gloss over the fact that you make your own keyboards though, because that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what? You should see the one. Yeah, right I have, here's here's one on my desk right now. Oh, that is sick. Nice. You have like so these, I have a couple macros. I have a couple macros on all my keyboards. <laughs> oh my gosh! Awesome, man! Yeah, I want to talk about keyboard, that a mixing more. keyboard, a mastering keyboard. No, he <laughs> doesn't like, have I, analog I tools. I do he have, has keyboards. I have, right. I have tracking. I have tracking buttons and mixing buttons, though. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna love this. this one. Yeah, your brain's already like hip to this. So, um, SoundFlow uh, for anybody who doesn't know about it is um, it. It isn't only for Pro Tools, but it works best in Pro Tools right now. Um, basically, it allows you to take a bunch of actions and chain them together. Uh, so think of it like this. Let's say that you are um, you're, you're prepping a session for mixing, right? And you get a folder full of stems. You hit a button and uh, it asks you like, this, this is just like riffing off the top of my head here. It asks you where the folder is, whatever you tell it. It imports the files and then, you know, you've got all your tracks inside of Pro Tools. 
let's say you select all your drums and you can fire off a macro any number of ways, but uh, one of the easiest is with the stream deck. So you hit a button on your stream deck and you say, route to my drum aux. And it routes all of those tracks to your drum aux, colors them to your preferred color. And then the, honestly, the sky's the limit because from there you could also say like, and also put like a Pro Q3 on those and then create a stereo aux that all of those are routed into and throw a 33609 on it and then turn the fader down 18 dB or whatever. Like, Okay, so now I have to ask this question because you just, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm going to put a hypothetical chain. Okay. Tell me if this is possible. Let's do it. Could you, okay, after routing to the drum aux, could you then add Sound Radix auto-align and then have it auto-assign one, like whatever the first track is to be the the key and the rest of them to listen to it and then add Pi to it and then render it down? Yes. Oh my god! Yeah, I need sound flow. Do that. Uh, one example. I, I love tracking drums, and I hate having to do all the phase correlations and everything. And just, right. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely do that. Uh, I have one that. Um, do you guys know Defaulter? Yeah. Okay, I don't. so Defaulter is uh, an audio suite plugin that you can basically say like, I want all of my clips to be minus eighteen dBFS or like zero V or whatever, right? And then you hit analyze on defaulter and it uses clip gain to automatically clip that, that or sorry, automatically gain that clip down or up to the level that you want. So if you're like Chris Lord Algae and you have your outboard gear set to a certain setting, you have your assistant normally do that stuff by hand and like kind of gain gain match stuff going into like say your your blue 1176, it's always hitting at the same level because his assistant set it to hit at that level. So with the falter, you could say like, hey, put my vocal at minus 18 and then it'll clip gain it to that point. So I have one that... I'm looking at it right now. That is actually pretty freaking sweet. So you can almost use it, like one use of this is actually like, so you don't have to hit the compressor as hard. Yeah. Just like cut up the different splices where like, okay, the chorus is a lot louder than the bridge and then like kind of normalize or yeah. just turn up and down the volume until it's like a consistent LUFS or whatever that you pick. Yeah, yeah, and... um Chris, Chris is my favorite example of that because it's it's pretty public that like he really rarely turns around to tweak his you know like his lead vocal compressor. It's he just has it hit at the right level going into the compressor every time, um, which like you know whether you dig that or not, this is what's possible with the falter. So uh, one thing that I'll do some of the time is I'll select all of my background vocals, hit a button on my stream deck, and it says how many tracks are we defaulting, and I tell it ten. And it goes between all of those tracks and sets them all to the level that I tell it to, usually like zero VU, track by track. So I hit a button and then I go get coffee and then I come back and my tracks are at that level or whatever. Wow. So that's, that's so good. That's really fun. Uh, at a studio I used to work out of, they had it and I saw them using it specifically in the sense of like more automated because uh, we did a lot of R&B there and you know how it goes, like quiet vocals in one section, loud belty vocals in another. But... I was automating everything, and uh, the guy I was assisting for ended up looking at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just leveling things out. He's like, don't do that. And he showed me Defaulter. I was like, <laughs> I've never heard of that. I've been wasting so much time. I've never heard of that. That yeah. actually is super it's, useful. I've literally, yeah. you put me on a, you've put me on a couple things now. Sweet. Mark. <laughs> That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Can we uh, have like a point board? Like how many yeah, points like, Mark has okay, yeah, now gotten? Plus three points. Oh, well, I've been talking too much, so that's. <laughs> so. Every new thing that you introduce us to us that's going to save us time or anything yeah. like that. Plus one point. Can we just start uh, making that a scale for the future? We just say how many marks do people get? Oh, and then you say something like, hey, make sure that you clip gain automate every single S down instead of using a DSer. Minus right. one point. <laughs> exactly. It may yeah. sound better, but that's going to slow us Right, down. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's so slow, but it's it's the way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it's real. I, I know uh, a lot of people that swear by it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been hearing that. I just, I'm not a huge fan of changing my workflow when there's work on the table. I'm a, I'm a fan of trying new things when there's nothing on my table. Yeah. Because that's when I'm actually freaked out. Like, I remember I told DK a few months ago, I was like, this is the first time I've had nothing to do, and I don't know of any incoming projects at the moment. And I don't know what to do with my time. Like I'm actually Which only feeling lasted really like two weird. Days. Yeah, it lasted right. like two days, but that was long enough for me to be like, "What do I Dude, do?" Doesn't that feel yeah. like forever though? It, it was this- scary because like it was just like I don't I don't have enough hobbies for this. <laughs> time to make a keyboard. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, uh, we went on vacation. World. <laughs> we went on vacation for a week last year, and I was like, I literally had the thought at one point while we were like driving to where we were going. I was like gone for a week i guess this is it it's the end and i was like what is wrong with me <laughs> like everything's fine <laughs> so yeah you- we're we're talking about i have to this is actually hot on my mind because we're in the middle of right now we we have our second child who does not have a passport and we're finally getting ready to leave for a month to japan because it's Amazing. been way too long for us we try to go like every year or two yeah um it's been like over three years now and it's to the point where grandparents and aunts and uncles are like getting mad at us for not coming. <laughs> right, right. And now that pandemic is like slowing down a bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what happens, Lou, when I leave for a month? We've been talking about that and trying to figure the, but I feel like since we've started the studio, we've actually created enough autonomy no. where I don't think we'll hurt that bad. I don't not not so. to like lower the level of how much I contribute to the right. studio. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I, I remember like starting out, like this is where like automation outside of the studio is so important because mm. um, it was funny. I I got a lot of people that asked like, you know, if DK is the new guy in town and you've been here and work with everybody, like why partner with DK? And even at the beginning stages, DK would be like, hey, I'm sorry if it feels like I'm not doing much this and that. I'm like, no, nah, trust me. Like I see what you do. Just keep doing what you're doing. It may take a little bit of time, but I trust me, it'll work out. Thankfully, it all worked out just like I thought. But the biggest thing I saw him do was he was very organized, very automated in his workflow. Like, I worked with everybody (laughs) and did not have that. So I needed some modicum of knowledge of, like, what that can contribute to what I already know I can do. And now I'm over here using Zapier and MailChimp and all this kind of stuff, and I don't actually have to do anything. The coolest thing is our studio maybe gets a few calls on the line once in a while, but most of our bookings come from either online or clients that already know us that maybe just send us a text. And even our interns, they fill out a form saying, hey, I want to request one of my like intern sessions, this and that. It'll automatically email me and DK to approve it. Once I hit the words approve in an email, it'll automatically populate it onto the calendar. Like I don't have to touch our calendar. Yeah. That's That's what Zapier? Yeah, dude. So it it's, it like scrapes for approved, and then it yep. automatically. I didn't know yeah. we did that. That's that's did Lou. That. That's not me. That was me. <laughs> you're like, we're, yeah. We're I awesome. paid for a Zapier account after seeing everything that you and Matt were able to do with it, and I was like, this is life. Yeah. This is how I'm gonna start making more money, and arguably, I've started making more money. 
<laughs> I do a lot less work making a lot more. And this, Dude, is, where, this is where I'd like to, well, what's the Einstein quote? It's uh, like, e it's, equals MC no, Lou? No, 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 no. It's something, something about like, <laughs> it's something about like lazy people are the ones you want to hire. You oh, want to, yeah, like yeah, lazy yeah. people are the ones that I innovate. Think, I think Bill Gates at one point like quoted that too. Some, like, because there was an remember. interview with him saying like, He's like, you know, I like hiring lazy people because they're the ones that want to do the least but just want to get it over with. Yeah. It's like, yes, so, yes, so. I'm not necessarily lazy by intention or anything. It's just like there's so much to do. How do I get it done faster? And yeah. I think this is actually a really great segue because oftentimes with the work that I'm doing um, – I do many things, and I have people hit me up all the time that says, DK, I can see you working. You're hustling. Yeah. You're doing so good. Right. And then I say, I'm glad that my marketing is working and that you think I'm working really hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> let's segue Man. into this. We have all the automation that makes people perceive that I'm working way harder, although really truthfully, honestly, I am a lazy butt to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's talk about like um, your experience and kind of some deep knowledge, some deep cut knowledge and recommendations on maybe algorithm hacks or some uh, habits people should form or things that they should be looking into. I actually as as, have like, a good question. Content creation specifically about converting into clients. Mm. Yes. I have a good question yeah, on that. Absolutely. Because you two are dads and me and Anna are actually talking about potentially after this summer just going ahead and fully intending to have a kid. Um, so you just said that like from, out loud in public. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I know this one comes out. On. So now, now <laughs> because you've done this in public, I can call you a liar if you don't follow through. Oh no, I've you're been, gonna be I've liar been, Lou. I've been wanting a Lou Junior. There's, there's our, our interns have literally Lying written Lou. songs of this day. Yeah, like, I kid you not. Do you see Noah's comment? Lou F's. <laughs> Lou F's. Lou I, that would be a fun summer, Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah fun yeah. summer. But anyway. Uh... Um, but no, um, so from the point of view of uh, new dad findings of what were the things that made the game changers? See, hmm. everybody, like you said, like once people started having their kids, they're like, I need to make more money faster or I need to make more efficient. What were some of like the aha Holy crap, I've been doing this all wrong. Even if you didn't mm. have a kid, you should be doing it like this. Absolutely. Yeah, and man, let's let's like you could say that again like even if you don't have a kid, figure this stuff out because um the time that you save if you don't have another obligation or or you don't whatever, uh the time that you save, you can spend it doing a couple things and and Chris talks about this a lot on on his podcast. Um you got to spend that time doing more work and making more money. Or you spend that time, you know, investing in your relationships, your family, or uh, doing something that feeds you, right, and and gives input to you. You can't have creative output without input and all that stuff. Um, I, I know you guys have talked about that on, on the show, too. But, uh, yeah, that the importance of that can't be stated enough. So I wanted to say that first. And then a couple of the um, holy shit, I should have been doing this the whole time things. Uh, the biggest piece of advice for anybody that uh, kind of wants to jump down this rabbit hole I can think of is um, do not start by starting to automate something first. The first thing I would say to do, and this is not sexy, it's not as fun, but carry around a notepad with you. And another Chris hack I got, um, there are these, uh, they're called like water notes, I think. Um, it's basically like a notepad. It's like a pencil and paper thing that is waterproof. So it's made for boating. But 
I uh, I take those. long yeah, showers. Yeah, I I take long showers because I do all of my thinking in the shower for some reason. Like that's everybody gets so annoyed with me because I'm just like in there forever. That's and, me too. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> they, like it's a thing. When we go out on like pyramid shoots and everything, the whole crew is like pissed at me. They're like, dude, we need the shower. But anyway, um, these shower notes, I put some of those in there. Uh, and I would just start writing down, like, as I was, as I was thinking of things, I also had like a notepad at the desk too. Um, I don't just stay in the shower all day, but, uh, I would just start writing down, like, what's something I do repetitively every day? Like when I sit down, the easiest one you can do is the first time that you sit down at your computer, uh, write down, write down exactly what you do on like day one. And it's usually going to be like, I open up iMessage or I open up my browser, I open up my email or I open up Pro Tools and then I open up Yukon or whatever like that kind of stuff is. But if you start kind of grouping all of this stuff together, then it kind of shows you, okay, well, I've done that five days in a row and it only takes me 30 seconds. Is this really worth automating? That's like the number one kickback that people will do, right? If you automate that, you just save 30 seconds, uh, five days a week. So that's a couple minutes, right? Over the course of a month, that like obviously adds up and you know, two minutes over 30 days, you saved, you just got an hour back. How much do you make an hour? Was it worth building that automation? Like, absolutely. And all it was was just saying like, you know, making a, making a stream deck button that says like, start my day or something like that. And it's like, here's Slack, here's your messages, here's your email or whatever it is. Just like little simple things like that. Um, another one was like, you know, every time that I prep a session, this is like more relevant for everybody too, right? Like when you prep a session, assuming you set up processes, you always like color code your tracks. Maybe you do strip silence. Maybe you do a bunch of routing the buses or you import a template, what, however it is that you like to do it. If you've actually like taken the time to write out your process for every time that you have a mix um, with a couple conditions, cause nothing's ever the same. But if you've taken the time to write that out, that can start shining a light on like, this is what I could automate. Um, that was a, a Soundflow script I built was uh, going track by track and cutting out all of the silence on every single track so that when I look at my session, I just see the clips and I don't see long lines of silence or whatever. I hit one button at the start of my session prep. I come back in two minutes and the entire session's like stripped and ready, whatever. So that's, yeah, little things like that. That was one that I was like, I'm strip silencing every time I'm in here. And it's always like, scroll down the next track, hit strip, scroll down the next trap, hit strip, you know, so that kind of stuff. Does that answer the question? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I think it does. <laughs> so the takeaway from that one is, is to be aware and start to take note of things that could be automated. And whether it's a big, whether it's something small that only saves you 10 to 30 seconds of time or whether it's something that saves you an hour, whatever it is, just think of things. And there are many things I feel like that in my time, especially like things with the studio or the podcast, where it took some kind of manual labor, like video editing is not something that I can aut autonomize, right? Mm -hmm. At this point in time. So like we, ha I had to then instead like build a manual and a set of directions to then get like an intern or somebody else to, to automate and send them all of the assets to use to put together for the video. So there's lots of different things, even if it's not a computer doing it, yes. but like, like yeah. even with, um, my other company, Launchpod Media, which is a, a media marketing company, like the first couple years of business, the me and the two other owners, we would sit down and write pages and pages of pages of manuals, mm. like 
job descriptions and how they would fulfill different tasks and the different ways that they would do this. I had to do a whole set of manuals on like how to edit podcasts in Pro Tools and using like shuffle mode and and what an EQ is and just like dragging pictures in and everything like that. And it ended up, it was super tedious. Like we wrote literally almost like a thousand pages of manuals between the three of us. Right. But ever since then, I mean, it's been a couple of years now, like there's no question. Like we're just like, here you go. Whenever we hire someone new or replace someone's like, here you go. And they, they're off to the waterworks. Like that's it. Or yeah. not to the water. That was, that was an incorrect American idiom. <laughs> to the <laughs> they're not crying. <laughs> But they're like, off to do the work. I like yeah. the imagery of it. It's like, congratulations, you're hired. Now off to work. Ah, right. Waterworks. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, I'm really bad with my metaphors and idioms. I'm so oh, bad. Perfect. Well, I said, don't make Don't make a, a mountain, mountain out of a mole hole. I was convinced it was mole hole for nice. a long time. I mean, they make holes, not mountain, not hills. Uh, there's a hill there. There's a hole in the hill. So, you know. Yeah. And it, it like also like alliteration or like li- rhyming. I'd be a little yeah. more impressed if you said don't make a volcano out of it. But, you know. Yeah. There's a bunch that I've like, I like just cannot get right or I just don't, don't make a mole out is. of a volcano. <laughs> yeah. Don't make a mole yeah. out of a volcano. Anyway, um, talking about automation and um, let's go back to, sorry, I know we bombarded you with like five questions at once, but back to the original one, which was... Um, as you have Echo Punch, which is kind of like later or buffer, um, which we could talk about that, um, yeah. automating your postings on social medias. Mm-hmm. But as a professional, as a marketing guy, been involved, and I'm sure that you've done your fair share of research on the algorithm and different things that people have done and, and Gary V. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, what are some of your recommendations as far as what people should be doing or applying right now as an artist, as a producer, as an engineer, in order to get more converting clients? Like, what are some of your recommendations? Uh, Being number one, I think, is just be visible all the time. Um, Kind of an always be posting thing. Content marketing is super, super huge. Uh, It's very powerful. Um, I personally just started doing it more this year, and I hired on somebody to help um, with it because I just don't have time, even though like I have Echo Punch. Um, it's still, you have to put a lot of time into content creation. So um, I think, yeah, staying relevant, like or not staying relevant, but staying, staying visible is the important thing. Uh, so another part of staying visible is not just putting out noise, right? And this is something that's important for me and it's it's important for me with Pyramix too uh, in my role and being as much of a part as, you know, that as I am. Um, you know, we could put out images of like, here's your top 10 vocal cheat sheet EQ things all day long uh, and it would get plenty of likes and all of that stuff. It would, it would buzz around, um, but we don't believe it either. Like you can't, given a vocal EQ cheat sheet that addresses every vocal, those things can be misleading in my opinion, personally. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm right, but in my opinion, that's, that's No, you're true. definitely so right. We, We're on the boat. We're on the okay. side of your right. Everybody yeah. knows to put the lead vocal on the left. Yeah, you put the lead vocal on the left and you always boost 10K by 7 dB. <laughs> Just make sure that you filter out everything below 18K on the vocal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it really 18. gives an airy sound. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, my dog oh my really gosh. likes it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Aggressive. This was us trolling for anybody that's yeah. taking us seriously. That right. was us trolling for a <laughs> second. I wasn't. Oh no, yeah. don't say that while you're confusing the audience. <laughs> I I honestly, in all all fairness, I do the eighteen 
25k thing, like high pass everything up to 18k, then boost it up 35 dB, maybe 37, and then I flip it out Just of phase sure and blend it back it. in for parallel. Oh, you blend? Okay, you blend it back in. Okay. No, I, I don't do this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like, okay, that's believable. Like, okay, parallel. Yeah, right. you, you, He's doing some parallel like, thing. Why you would do that? I don't know, but it made sense. Oh, so the phase like, rotation okay. on everything up there is just amazing. <laughs> you know, somebody once asked me, like, how do you phase flip a mic? I told him you got to put it upside down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just bad engineering advice. Don't listen yeah. to us, please. Please yeah. don't. I don't want anybody. <laughs> I can do crusty old man jokes for days here. So. Uh, yeah. Make sure to not put the antifreeze. Make sure to put the antifreeze in your oil. <laughs> yes. No, just, yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's bad don't advice. That. If don't it's if it. it's an audio version of a dad joke, I'm already I'm already down for it. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. Let, we'll let you answer. Uh, okay. So yeah, like uh, kind of against like that sort of like the cheap content thing where it's like I'm just going out for likes or whatever like I think it's very important to give your audience uh, a reason obviously a reason to show up and this is this is true if you're an artist if you're an engineer or producer if you're doing any kind of posting if you're just posting like let's say you're an artist right and you have your single coming out uh, a week from today so you post today I've got exciting news for you coming tomorrow and then tomorrow you're like here it is. My new single's coming out in six days. Go pre-save it. And then day five, hey, did you pre-save my single? Day four, go pre-save my single up to the release day, right? That This happens with like a ton of artists. Think about your experience on the receiving end of that, which is like, you know, I'm, I'm in bed, I'm browsing through Instagram in a very unhealthy manner before I go to bed, right? <laughs> and I see this guy who's just yelling at me who like, Maybe I liked him because of one song or something like that, but I'm not super hip to his music. Like, let's say, you know, taking it out of the engineer perspective, like you're just a fan, right? And this guy just keeps telling me like, pre-save my single, pre-save my single, pre-save my single. And it's like, what do you, you do something for me? Go clean my bathroom. <laughs> Whatever, you know, it's like, that's what that feels like to me. It's just like people shouting at you with noise, 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 do this for me. And it's like, dude, I opened up Instagram because I'm like turning my brain off and just being a pile of garbage right now <laughs> like i don't want to come here and get a task on my to-do list so uh you have to help them be a piece of garbage <laughs> and give them something entertaining that's that's really it like um instead of saying like my new single comes out in four days go pre-save it try uh hey here is the story behind this very powerful lyric in my song that i like a lot it was all about blah, 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 and giving an actual piece of information about yourself and a piece of entertainment and using the platform to extend your message and your form of entertainment. So that's that's probably like the biggest thing for me is like social media is not just a place to go post so that people see that you're posting and you feed the algorithm God. It's also about you're there to entertain people the same way that you are telling stories with your music. Do it there too. It's another medium to express yourself. So. Absolutely. Uh, I think the the biggest quote takeaway from this show is now, uh, let people be the pile of crap. Yeah, they are and like, you got to help them be a pile of crap. Hell, help them be a pile of crap. I'll be honest. Like I think about that all the time when people are like, "Oh, you should post that." It's like, uh, I don't know. And then the mm. thing I want to post is like, this would make somebody laugh. And weirdly enough, I've just noticed that anytime I post anything that's like, hey, new episode, like I get like seven likes. Mm. And then I post something that's like, 
hey guys, I just wanted to show you this like really cool trick. It's going to make your vocal sound really dope. It might work for you. It might not, but I don't know. Just give me one minute. I'll show it yeah. to you. Yeah. And then that thing gets like 500 likes and you're like, what the hell? Right. Yeah. The the, fun, the funniest thing that happened to me this week is I've been sharing, I've been trying to post like two or three times a day on, at least on Instagram and on at least once a day on YouTube shorts and Twitter. TikTok mm. and Twitter a couple times a day. Anyway, so, um, I've been doing this thing the last couple of weeks. I've been posting a meme, just a, a visual photo, no rollover, no carousel, just a meme. And both of them happened to blow up so much that uh, like 80% of the people reached, and we're like in the tens of thousands for per post. 80% of the people reached were not followers. And then also on Dude. top of that, someone reposted the image that I stole and credited me for making it. <laughs> and I had to post it. I was like, I love getting credit for stealing memes. Right. <laughs> as much as the next guy. Yeah. And, and for companies, like, I mean, I don't know if it helps my personal brand, but I mean, like, if I was a company entity without, like, a personal image to it, I mean, I think sharing and making memes would be pretty useful as far as, like, that's a classic example yeah. of something that people would share. Yeah. And yeah. I like the idea that you said, which most people should be thinking about as well. Most people are thinking about how they can best showcase themselves, but it's more like they're thinking kind of selfishly. You got to think who is your audience and what do they want? And and that's mm. the focus that you were talking about that I really like the most. Like I always talk about this as an engineer. I think my, I don't want to say it's a mistake because I really enjoy it. And if it was, I would have stopped doing this long ago, but I made a podcast that ended up blowing up and doing really, really well. Like one <laughs> And that's for my peers to a certain degree. Like it's mostly other engineers and producers and usually other engineers, my peers are not the ones that hire me. So, um, I made the mistake of creating content for peers, not for customers, Yes, which is something to think about. Right. And, and yeah. so tell us a little bit about like echo punch and how you help automate people doing that. Yeah. How automate um, creating content. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was a very good synopsis, and there's a huge bomb dropped in there about like who you're creating content for. That's a huge thing. Um, yeah, so put more thought into that, everybody. Uh, uh, so <laughs> Echo Punch yes, to transition to it. So Echo Punch is very similar to like Buffer, Hootsuite, or later in that it is an automated social media poster. So you can go on, create your post for next Tuesday, whatever, um, and you know, drop in your image, your caption and everything. You schedule it to go live later. Then you walk away. And next Tuesday, that time comes and you start getting DMs on Instagram or likes, like notifications because it posted and it went live without you having to be there for it. So that's that's the part of Echo Punch that we had to build in order to do what we wanted to do um, was we had to like recreate this massive product and that was, that was a pain in the butt, but uh, we got through it. So... What started Echo Punch was I have a developer friend who um, was after me for a long time, like to create an app. And I kept on being like, you know, I, I make records. I don't have an app idea. I make records. I don't have an app idea. And he stopped by the studio one day um, in 2019. And we had just finished uh, at the studio. I just finished mixing a record for an artist who she uh, had no production experience leading up to this. She had she had been in a band and made records, but she had never done anything herself, no DAW knowledge or anything. She was a graphic designer professionally, had a pretty good career going. She saved up a bunch of money, quit her job, learned Ableton, and made one of the, my favorite records I've ever worked on. Um, and 
she took like a, I don't know, I think it was like a good part of a year off from work to make this record. And then I wound up like um, getting the pleasure of mixing it. And she spent, um, she spent six months in Columbus uh, between mixing the record with me and also working on sculptures for every song that was on the record. So she made like claymation style sculptures that were themed to every song. They all had like their own individual sets. She did animation stuff with them on top of like learning Ableton and how to produce her own music. And then she spent a bunch of money with me mixing the record and was off work for about a year and a half. We got the masters back from the mastering engineer and we had like a little, you know, kind of like celebration party at the studio. I put it up on the monitors and we listened to the whole record top down, no talking, like just enjoying. And at the end of it, I was like, so where are you at with the release? Like, are you all done with, with all the content, with all the sculpture stuff? Like, when's this thing going to hit? And she's like, well, I'm pretty much all done. Um, I think DistroKid can get the first single up in about two weeks. So I'm going to go upload it tonight and we'll see what happens. It was like, ah! <laughs> like it was complete, like, no, hold on or <laughs> whatever. So uh, I like immediately like pulled up um, our content calendar at Pyramix and I started explaining to her, like, we make these videos that can cost tens of thousands of dollars to create. Like we don't just put them up on the site or like out on YouTube without any sort of marketing plan and throw like caution to the wind there and hope for a good thing. Like there's, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. There's like pre-shadow campaigns and it's all evergreen content. Like the video that we shot with CLA two years ago is still just as good today as it was back then. It might not look the same because we have different cameras, but the knowledge is there. So you have to keep that content alive. So we have like post shadow campaigns where it's, you know, reminding people that that video exists on the site and all of that. So, uh, basically just showed her like the concept of a content calendar and like, you know, what, what I was saying about like, let's tell the story about this song and how it came to be, or like, do you BTS pictures of you doing the sculptures, all that kind of stuff. Um, so anyway, like that same day that we had that listening party, my friend happened to like stop by the studio and I still had all that pulled up on my computer. He's like, Oh, what are you working on? And I was like, Oh, I told him the story about this record and everything. And then I explained what the conversation was and he was like, sweet, there's our app. I'll call you tomorrow. I was like, what? So basically what Echo Punch does is you go in and if you're an artist, you say, I have a single I'm going to release. And there's a list of campaigns that are pre-made for you. So you could select mm. one and you say, I'm going to do a single release. And then it says, cool, what's the name of your single? And you tell it the name and then you tell it all your handles and all that stuff. And it takes you to a calendar that is preloaded with a bunch of different post ideas for it. So it'll it'll give you all the content ideas um, of like telling the story behind a lyric. So it'll ask you like, what's your favorite lyric in the song? And then it'll, you know, tell you, tell us about it. So from there, you just go in and you maybe change the text that we put in about, um, you know, what the caption is. You might want to put your own voice on that or like change out the imagery and all of that. Like you have to put your own visuals in, obviously. Uh, but then those posts are automatically scheduled for you and they'll go live whenever the the post or yeah, whenever you schedule it for. So that's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. So it's, it's really yeah. great. Is this something that you continually use every release or is this like something that you you have and maintain perpetually or is this something that you mostly want to hire out and, and use when you have releases so you can use it um without any of the campaign suggestion stuff just like you would use buffer who's sweeter later um you can go in there and just make a one-off post if you want to uh or you can use some of the pre-made campaigns and we have ones in there that are for example like 30 days of content 
So that's going to be like 30 days of post ideas. You could technically, you could redo those over and over again. And just um, as long as you kind of have the wherewithal to be like, okay, uh, you know, it's telling me to post another picture from my studio. I need to make this one unique from the one that I did last month or whatever, you know, but you could technically use that template all over again. And you could think of them as, as uh, the post suggestions as writing prompts the same way that songwriters do. Um, so that kind of thing. Uh, currently, it's it's for it's geared toward musicians and artists, but we're um, making some campaigns that are actually for producers and engineers and podcasters as well right now. So that's super awesome. I'm gonna have answer. to try this out because I know that there's a free trial, and mm -hmm. we'll make sure that everybody can get a link to it. Um, we'll probably do like a third party link, so um, just to have it, whether we use it or not. If you want to yeah, go yeah. to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash echo punch, once again, that's mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash echo punch, E C O E C H O P U N C H. Um, we'll have a link for you to go directly to Echo Punch and check that out. They have a trial. How long is your trial period? So currently, uh, if you get in now, this is. Um, Something that we started with the launch is like you have access to go in and check it all out right now. You can go in and you could make all your posts and technically you could go in and create like a year's worth of content right now. You don't have to pay until you go and post. So when you connect your social accounts, that's when you actually put in your payment info. Uh, that being said, that's going to change. That's like change. a great idea. Thanks. Yeah, um, we think it's going to change though. So, like, okay. go in and check it out now uh, if if you're curious about doing it that way. So, it's basically like the product. You you see all the features before you actually end up paying. But we're probably going to be moving to a 14 or 30 day trial pretty soon. So cool. Well, that's awesome. Uh, once again, mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash echo punch. Um, at this time, I want to quickly on that note. Uh, I think this is a perfect time to before we end the interview um, talk about our sponsor real quick. And I think. Everybody that we've interviewed so far has loved our sponsor, and, and so I love bringing it up uh, and make people feel on the spot about it. But we want a big, big shout out to uh, our main sponsor, Isotope. Um, and if you're interested in using any Isotope products, you can go to isotope.com backslash mmpodcast to get 10% off any of their products. Or instead of a seven-day trial, if you use that special link, it will give you an extended 30-day trial to any of their monthly subscription packages. And as you know, Lou and I are huge fans of Isotope and love all their stuff from production to mixing to mastering, all that jazz. And they have quite a bit, quite a lot of uh, unique offerings that are specific for Isotope only that solves a lot of problems, especially within the RX field. And like Ozone Advanced has some really cool tools that... Uh, uh, isotope uh, or ozone uh, normal not the advanced version doesn't offer and uh, like low end focus and spectral uh, master rebalance master rebalance shaper. yeah spectral shaper lots of really really cool things to try out um, so once again 10% uh, off or extended trial period isotope.com backslash mm podcast all right mark put you on the spot all right do you use isotope products yes i have some setup with soundflow Macros oh. to make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all we need to say. I, I love, uh, I, I hate, but also love putting people on the spot. Because I'm like afraid that that one person is like, I've never used Isotope. Be like, right. actually, I hate Isotope. But we yeah. haven't met that person yet. <laughs> no, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, specifically, I'll, I'll shout one out. And I use it just on the default setting. Uh, mouth declicker. There, for some oh. reason, like, man, one of the biggest things that can pull me out of a song is somebody going <laughs> right before a word. Yeah. And just default yeah, or like setting. when they're talking. Yeah. 
like the so uh yeah i thought you were just gonna <laughs> stop at talking i was like damn <laughs> no the uh the the you know the click cluck whatever it is yeah yeah no it's true that's amazing well thank yeah. you so much for that um we're um we're coming to the end of the show and i want to get some last little bit of expertise from you here um all in all uh you've gotten a lot of unique insight editing and managing and creating all of this content from pure mix hmm. uh of course, you're a producer, mixer, engineer yourself. Um, but I wanted to talk about out of all the times that you've absorbed material and come up with techniques on your own. Um, what are some really helpful techniques for beginner to intermediate um, engineers? Okay, cool. Um, this one I'm going to pull from the page of Vance Powell. <laughs> um, so, uh, it goes back to intention, um, which like, again, I know that, that you're big on as well. Um, that is by far my favorite word in everything that we do, uh, outside of the studio too, but we'll keep it in here for the sake of time. Um, moving with intention is the biggest thing. So let's, uh, going from the page of Vance Powell here, he records everything the way it's supposed to come out in the mix. Like he's, he's mixing from the very start of it. He's not like throwing up drum mics and then coming over to Pro Tools and then creating a balance on the faders. He's recording them at the level that he wants them to be at. So when you go to mix something that Vance has recorded, you have the faders at Unity and Pro Tools and you hear the exact rough mix. That intention behind what he's doing is baked into that recording. There's a lot of flexibility with all the things that we can do, obviously, but when you have the faders at Unity, you're hearing exactly what Vance wanted you to hear. Um, that is uh, probably the single most thing that changed record making for me. Um, that happened before I was with Pyramix. I went to a workshop with Vance and he did that and it was unbelievable to me just how much uh, personality the recordings have because you're committing to, to sounds. Uh, it's not even that it's an old analog way of working. You can do this if you're a beat maker in Ableton. You can set up the volume on your on your virtual instruments to do these exact same things and get the sounds that you're going for on the way in, baking them in. Not to make the mixing engineer's life harder, please. I'm begging you as well. Um, but that's basically, basically it, is just move with intention from the start, get your idea in there, make it sound great on the way in. Don't lean on things like, I can reamp this later. Um, if you need to, sure. If your intention changed, sure, but go for the right sound on the way in. That's probably the biggest thing I can say. And a tip to do that is do not touch your faders and Pro Tools or whatever DAW it is while you're recording. Leave them at Unity and like try to do it a different way. Do it at your record level. Do it on your virtual instrument. Leave the faders at Unity and see what happens. I there think you go. So that's actually a really great one. So don't mix with the faders when you're recording mix with by turning the gains like the gain down or yeah. turning the gain up or whatever yeah. uh eqing on the way in or or just at least having it at the ready yeah. things things of that nature and i think that's actually really important i get a lot of producers that dm me and i'm sure that we we all get that is producers that should know how to engineer like as a producer you should know how to engineer to a certain degree maybe you don't specialize in mixing but you should know how to mix to a certain degree um they, it, I think that's usually one of the biggest solutions for most people is learn how to mix while you're recording. 
like it should sound good and get to a point where you're vibing and you're able to like that emotion translates at least enough before you send it off to the mix engineer. Yeah. And then as a mixer, that saves me so much hassle because now I don't have to guess how much of everything you want. You already have an idea. Now I'm just enhancing the idea. Yeah. And the rough mix doesn't sound crazy. Yeah, there you go. It's, yeah. And it's enjoyable in itself. Yeah. So thank you so much, Mark. Um, once again, if you're interested in Echo Punch, I mean, puremix.net is amazing. Uh, do I need to say anything? You can go to uh, your website is markabramsmixing.com. What is, what is it? Uh, markabramsmixing.com. Yeah. Markabramsmixing.com, as thank well you. as you're on Instagram, mark underscore abrams underscore audio. Um, again, uh, mix and music podcast backslash echo punch. Couple other uh, shout outs that I want to do. If you want to watch live on Twitch, um, you can go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash live and follow us on Twitch. That'll take you directly to the live. Um, we're also sponsored by Antares. So mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash autotune if you're interested in learning more about autotune and their different products over there. Um, there's so many other things that I want to shout out with. Um, but and follow us on, subscribe on YouTube if you want to see what we look like and uh, see how handsome Mark is and how handsome <laughs> Luscious Lou is. Uh, subscribe to our OnlyFans. Yeah, so, no, yeah. hold on, wait a second. He's YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. I'm trying to pitch YouTube right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, Mixing Music Podcast backslash YouTube. And I spent this week spending a lot of time doing like the, the redirects, so it'll be really easy for everybody. Um, so yeah, or you can just go to mixmusicpodcast.com if you want to do that, check that all that out. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Mark. I really, really appreciate it. You're such a fun, genuine dude. You guys I get too, a lot man. of, yeah, yeah. Um, I get a lot of people wanting to do interviews or want to hang out and there's a lot more pride involved and, and I'm really grateful that we were able to just have fun on oh, this of episode. Yeah, heck yeah. You know, I love, again, I love what you guys are doing. I'm like honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys. And uh, I want to talk to you after when you're available. So, yes, hell totally. yeah. Cool. So, on that note, uh, please leave a five star review, whether you're on Apple or on Spotify. And once again, we do have exclusive episodes of the podcast now available every single week. So at mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. If you love the podcast and want to hear more of us, you can pay $4 a month or $40 a year, and it unlocks three times the amount of episodes than you currently have available to you. That's right. So if you, you right now, we only have one episode a week. But if you love technical skills or technical information um, and you love the podcast, well, guess what? Every, we release the podcast 6, 6 a.m. Eastern times on Tuesdays, but if you pay the $4 and go to the exclusive content, it'll unlock episodes every Wednesdays and Thursdays as well. It is amazing. It is super awesome. Uh, Brayden, who I've asked to take lead on that, does such a great job curating the content. So the content we, we kind of take from different videos on YouTube or other podcasts, and, and we play like 30-second to two-minute-long clips, and we kind of expand and give our own thoughts and kind of curate that content. So it's actually really great. great. And we try to limit it to specifically technical skills, which is what everybody's been asking about and wanting to do. So once again, that's mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash exclusive. It is super fun. It's way goofy and it's actually really, really insightful. Some things that you can take away from practical. So uh, on that note, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Psst. Hey you. Yeah you. Come join our Discord. The Mixing Music Discord server is filled with tons of awesome information and people. People that can help you out and information that can help you grow your business and to help you improve your mixes. So come join us and find the invitation link at mixingmusicpodcast.com.